Episode 116, The Safekeeper. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educator's podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Well, hey, elite educators. It's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I'm an educator who realized that lessons are all around us if we take the time to notice. And then when we do, we can really perfect our craft. Well, this podcast is for the elite. Those are the ones who take the time to invest in themselves, like listening to a podcast like this one, so that they then can be their best for those that they serve. I am sharing the lessons I learned, am learning, and will learn so that you can apply the nuggets of knowledge without the baggage that comes with learning those lessons yourself. My aim is to empower you every episode, so tune in to what's in store for you today. Well, this podcast episode is especially for teacher leaders as we talk about solutions for overcoming those mental and emotional safety barriers. Let's reignite your passion and potential. Are you ready? Here we go. I hope if anyone is listening in the Houston or Texas area that you know we are all behind you and are ready to jump in and send you supplies, send you money, send you stuff for your home, whatever you need, just reach out. Feel free to message me, Gretchen at alwaysalesson.com, and I'll share with other listeners what it is you specifically need and where you're located, and we will do everything we can to be with you. This is so much devastation in such a short period of time. If you remember recently, the huge flooding in Charleston, South Carolina, while being a Carolinian, I know what that's all about. That struck home for me for sure. Family and friends were in trouble. And so I know what flooding can do to a city, but I know how a city can rebound and how miraculous it is that we can all come together and support one another, especially when there seems to be a lot of hate happening in the world. I hate that it takes something like this for citizens to come together, but I love seeing how people are flooding into the state with boats and rescuing families and pets and our older generations who are in need of that support. It makes my heart so happy just to see the outpouring of love, um, that we're all dropping everything that we have going on right now, and we are there for you. So if you're listening, keep the hope. We are coming to help you out. It'll be all right. Um, I'm praying for you and our students and our schools, everyone who's affected. And it actually is the reason behind this episode. Along the lines of of safety and keeping students safe, um, not just physically from something like the hurricane, but the emotional toll that it takes and how students bring that into the classroom. And I've spent previous episodes talking to you about the whole child and making sure that you as a teacher take care of kids in ways other than just the academics. Because if their essential needs like food, water, and shelter aren't taken care of, then they can't learn. And well, if their emotional state is a mess they can't learn. And something like this hurricane brings that out of many people and not just the students. And so if you can guess, the same is true of adults. If teachers have so much extracurricular crap, excuse my language, swirling around them, then they can't teach. And as teacher leaders, we've got to create the culture in the school where balance is acceptable and encouraged, where there's an emotional outlet to be heard so that, you know, feelings can be released and healed 
because without a healthy teacher, a classroom can never reach its full potential. I promise you that. Well, I entitled this episode, The Safekeeper, and the word just safekeeping is about guarding and protecting and preserving and reassuring. And as a teacher leader, your teachers are your tribe, whom you protect, whom you guard, whom you preserve, whom you reassure. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to create safe relationships, and I want you to create safe spaces, period. End of story. Just those two things. This is what I mean. So safe relationships. As a teacher leader, you need to know your people, you know, like the real them, the part of them that's vulnerable and the part of them that's personal and the part of them that if you can reach it, you can become a foundational piece to their lifetime growth. And I don't have very many people I let into my personal circle, you know, the circle where I let it all out and admit my faults and show my weaknesses. And I'm sure by now, if you've been listening for a while, you've figured out. I say it like it is, and my face tells it all. You might not be able to see me, but if you see me in person, you know that. I can't hide my thoughts. They're plastered on my forehead. I can't hide my feelings. They're plastered on my sleeves, but there's more to me than even all of that. Believe it or not, I'm a pretty deep person. I have a ton of layers, but if I like you, I might trust you. And if I trust you, I might be impacted by you. And if I'm impacted by you, I will move mountains for you. And because of safe relationships I've had at school, I've been able to really rise above any circumstances going on in my life and perform. You know, I showed up to teach my kids on days I didn't want to get out of bed. And I showed up to love on my kids on days I didn't even have a hug to give. It's because of the relationships I built to surround me when I was down, that I was able to step up and step in to give me a jolt and get back on track. You know, for example, my principal stopped in in my room one day. She's like, hey, I saw your face earlier and I just knew I needed to come check on you. What's up? And my facilitator was like, you know, how are you? No, really, like, how are you doing? And those people took time to get to know me prior to me needing any support and it just started out as, you know, simple hellos in the hallway and grew to some heavy conversations behind closed doors about me or people I was leading. And they always looked out for me. They always cared about me as a person and even at times gave me advice, you know, off the record as you know, a friend instead of a colleague or a school leader. And every interaction built trust and friendship. And then when I needed that friend, they showed up, took their business hats off and they were there for me. And they knew what I needed often before I did. They often knew something was wrong before I even did. And they always gave me ideas to better myself that fit my personality, my teaching style, and my goals for where I was wanting to go personally and professionally. They honestly knew what was best for me because they knew me. You know, the real me, the the personal me, uh, not just the educator me. So go get you some of that. Find a tribe at school where you can truly be yourself. My team, y'all, was my family. I always held it together, but there were many times on the inside I was losing my mind. And my team knew at the first sign, and they intervened before you know I could even go to that place. So they'd smush their faces up against the door window of my classroom and make me laugh. And they'd send a kid with a note that had like a silly joke on it just to make me laugh. Or, you know, they'd force hugs on me when I just wanted to be alone, but I needed those things. And I, to be honest, I was never facing anything like the devastation of Harvey. So I'm not saying that these things will make up for what you're facing, but if you have a relationship with those that you lead or those who lead you in times of distress, you know, they're going to know how 
to show up for you and give you what you need. Uh, many of us on social media are miles away from Houston, but we're ready and willing to donate supplies or money or things you need for your home and family, just whatever. And that's the great thing about educators and our relationships. We're not just bound by location. So as a teacher leader, reach out to your tribe on social media and be there for them as they go through the hard times. I can't tell you how many people I've never met that I talked off the ledge of some major life events that really rocked their boats. And because of that educator connection and those relationships, I guided them back to safety. And I want you to do that in your buildings too. I want you to build relationships with those that you lead so that when you notice things are going off course, you can intervene in a personal way to give them what they're needing so that they can perform professionally. Because without relationships, you're never going to be able to have the effect that you could have if you devote some time for that personal connection. So the other thing I mentioned to you was create a safe space. This might be a little bit harder, but I want you to create a place in the school where faculty can go to unplug and unwind and unleash all that stuff that's really taken a toll on them. You know, if we do not allow teachers to have such an outlet on campus, then they're going to deal with that all day with kids in the building, and that's just unacceptable. If Even if it's just, you know, a corner with like a dim light lamp and soft music, maybe even a box of Kleenex or some water, that'll do. I've known so many teachers that just go into the bathroom and they emerge hours later feeling better, but we as educators don't have hours. But if we had a safe place, then we wouldn't have to hide out in the bathroom. And even better, if we had our safe relationships join us in our safe spaces, then we might be able to rebound even faster. So this could be a place to de-stress, kick up your feet, get lost in a song or two, reboot. Teachers could visit it during their planning or their lunch and recess blocks or obviously, you know, before or after school. It could be a small closet, office, something that's not utilized. I know you're probably laughing because a lot of us have overgrown our spaces. Maybe you're blessed that you can have a few of these all around your campus. I'm thinking you could, you know, use painter's tape to hold up some sort of pocket folder on the outside of this room and have a little piece of red paper and a little piece of green paper. And, you know, if red's in the front, it means someone's in the room. They need a few more minutes to kind of get it together. Or green means, hey, it's available. Come on in and kick your feet up and relax and and clear your mind. Well, if you don't have this extra kind of space in your building, that's fine. Teach teachers how to create that within their own classrooms. I used to close my door on breaks, blast music, have a snack, and just think about anything other than school. It really helped me shake off whatever was frustrating, and I could just start fresh. You know, my kids deserved my best, and I needed to unload before I could be that for them. And the whole point of this safe place is really to encourage teachers to deal with whatever's going on in their life that's holding them back from being their best for kids. So whether it's marital status or financial stress or societal events like Hurricane Harvey or, you know, the current election, people need a place to deal with their feelings or those feelings are going to interfere with their job. And as a teacher leader, we need to do whatever we can for those that we lead. And if this is what they need, regardless if you think it's necessary, listen to the people. We can only be strong for so long. And maybe just knowing that there's a safe place in the building is enough to really lighten the load on many people. And so what if it never gets used? If it's known, if it's appreciated, if it's available, you know, teachers are going to start healing a little more each day because of the support within the school. And those relationships and those spaces will catapult their mental health so that they can be physically healthy for kids. 
So I'll reiterate what I said when I opened this episode. Like we treat the whole child, we need to treat the whole teacher, making sure that their essential needs are met so they can do their number one job, teach. And if their emotional state's a mess, they can't do their thing. So as a teacher leader, we've got to create the culture in the school where balance is acceptable and it's encouraged, where there's an emotional outlet to be heard so that those feelings are finally released and healed. Because without a healthy teacher, a classroom can never reach its full potential. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on creating safe relationships and safe spaces in our school buildings so teachers cannot just physically show up to teach, but emotionally show up in the healthiest of ways. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.